Hello and welcome back to Chatham Night Champions. Today we are bringing you a roundup of the Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League semi-finals first legs. Um, this is episode 33 and I am of course joined by Alex and Pavan. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing alright. Uh, um, a little bit ill, uh, but you know, got to push through. The European football was that good. Can't, uh, can't give it a miss. Yeah, the football was actually very good. I even enjoyed the... I think I enjoyed the conference games the most this game week. Look, looking back at them, they were just really crazy, especially the Marseille game. I do have to say to Marseille, uh, and maybe maybe it's to do with final as well, the atmosphere was just felt felt so like raw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was the stadium as well, that big semi-finals being held in. Uh, you know, maybe a different sort of more old-style stadium. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, I have been ill as well this week, but uh, tip-top shape now, ready to talk some football. Yeah, there have been some crazy scorelines um, this kind of game week, um, but th- let's start off with the most kind of high-level um, high game. The main event. The main event, uh, Man City against Real Madrid. Uh, Man City triumphed in a in a real Champions League classic, a seven-goal thriller between the Citizens and Real Madrid, um, a brace from Benzema and a goal from Vinicius Jr. weren't enough to stop Pep's relentless City as goals from De Bruyne, Jesus, Foden and Bernardo Silva saw them take the advantage in the first leg. It was a game that had it all, some sublime passes from De Bruyne, some great skill from Mares, and, and a screamer from Bernardo Silva, and also Benzema just being the best striker in European football at the moment. Um, Madrid have been so strong at the Bernabeu this season, however, obviously City do go there with an advantage, so do we see these... Do we see Real Madrid perhaps putting on a better display at home, or do you think it might be as close as it was at the um, Etihad? Well, I feel that the main, or the funniest thing from this game is that even though City won, I feel like City come away thinking they've lost, and Real go away thinking they've got a real chance. Um, which is funny because Man City were the better team. If you look at the game overall, they should have scored several, uh, they should have probably gone 3 0 up. Yeah. They should have probably um, scored more goals anyway. Real Madrid had, had a couple, you know, more chances after that Vinicius goal. They were very, very, um, you know, confident, and they didn't capitalize on that as well. But City were the better team, and and I think if City just keep calm and just play the same game, I think it's unlikely that Real score another three. I mean, Benzema's first goal was fair enough. Give Benzema like a half chance, he puts it away. Uh, it's like nothing you can do. It's just how good of a striker he is. Uh, the second goal, it's it's just brilliant from Vinicius, right? Because this is what this Real Madrid team can do. It's, I think it's a lot of individualism. It's a lot of moments of brilliant, where, where City's a well-oiled machine that can break you. Real Madrid rely on their players to, to kind of think of their own stuff on their feet. So that was awesome by Vinicius. But, I mean, you can't do that every game. And then the penalty was just a freak sort of accident. So I think... I think if City stay calm and just play their game again, it's unlikely that they'll let in three, and it's more likely that they'll score another four. Uh, I don't know if Casemiro is back for the next leg, if anyone knows, but that might put a spanner in the works for City. But, yeah, I think City will have come away from this game being more unhappy than Real, but they they are still the favourites for the tie. Yeah, I, no, um, I, I think I, I would pretty much agree with that. Um, I, I think, yeah, Casemiro might be back. I, as soon as I saw Casemiro, I was thinking, I think City are winning this game just because Casemiro is so important. And 
Or I thought he had to start Camavinga in that case as well as Fed well, I think and sacrifice Rodrigo. I think because I've looked at. You did against Sevilla, apparently. Yeah, I've looked at a couple of their lineups. Went two down. Camavinga has played at the base, but there's a couple games where I've looked at it, and in the first half, he's already picked up a yellow, and then Ancelotti's not wanted to risk him. So I think he hasn't. You know, Castamira just is able to still produce a, a, a world class performance even on a yellow card. Um, they just don't have a, a profile that's exactly similar can slot in. So that was a big miss. But then when you go to the second leg, City will have Carl Walker back. They will have João Cancelo back. And, you know, those are the wide areas where, you know, re- that's where Real Madrid are looking to, to kind of hurt City anyway. I mean, Fernandinho did pretty well, got an assist for Foden's goal, but did get spun by Vinicius uh, over there on the, on the kind of touchline. So, yeah, I think, you know... Man City should have scored more. There was that Mares chance, which he took by himself, which he should have crossed. Uh, Foden had a loose touch, which if he had a better touch, would have been able to finish. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, City should be happy, but you just don't know with Real Madrid. They, this is their kind of, this is their stage. And they can just come alive within five minutes and just score two or three goals and turn the game on its head. So as long as City do their thing, you know, hold the ball better than they did I think they can kind of you know subdue Real Madrid but if you give them a bit of hope they will take it because they've got some of the best uh, attackers on kind of you know in the world at the moment yeah no yeah definitely. just touching on that as well um sorry to cut you off Kieran but on Benzema specifically is he the best striker in the world I've been very I've been struggling with this question myself because I, I actually just don't know in the world, probably on form at the moment, yes. Um, I mean, there's not really any other player I can think of off the top of my head that's kind of doing it as consistently as he is. He's scoring in all of the big games. Uh, he's been so important for this Real Madrid side this season. And I I genuinely think that he's just... He's always been so overlooked, but there's always been a better player in the team than him, I think. Um, he's mm. consistently put up amazing numbers, and if he didn't have someone like Ronaldo, Bale, when he was still respected at Real Madrid, um, or um, one second, my mind has just gone blank. Uh, uh, Di Maria, players like that, players that you consider to be like t- on the top of their game. I think he's always just been kind of in the shadow of those players um, when. Uh, people look at the squads however now I think he's just because there's not really anyone that you would consider a world beater in that Real Madrid team as of yet um, other than maybe Benzema he um, he's starting to get the respect that he should have when perhaps Ronaldo was there I guess so I guess so uh, but to, to be fair when you, when you look at it as well I, I think I'm more inclined to say Benzema's having a great season, but I think it's a bit maybe premature for these Ballon d'Or shouts. I mean, I if you actually that. look at it, 18 open play goals in the league of this season. <clears throat> He's got seven penalties. Uh, yes, he does. Well, I would I did say he does score them, but he did miss two against Sevilla, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, and uh, it's just a freak season in the Champions League, which... Personally, I don't see it being replicated again by himself. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I just wonder. I just wonder by the end of the season how how much we'll look at him as being the favourite, especially if um France win the World Cup. That that will be interesting. I think that's a shoe in if France win the World Cup. But um, 
I think the Ballon d'Or is now. Um, it's not calendar yearly, is it? It's, uh, it's season. That is right, isn't it? It's seasonally just now. Have to check. Yeah. 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 So would they be doing the awards? June. I guess so. July? Yeah, and then and then the, yeah. the World Cup or at the end of the year for the season. Yeah, no, that that's something that I remember reading. The World Cup isn't taken into consideration this season because of obviously this next year. Um, yeah. Well, next. Yeah, that's but obviously, year. if it if it takes place after, I feel like voter bias will exist. So I think it could still be important. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it was a good night for us as well, obviously, because all of our key players yes. did <laughs> end up getting onto the. Yeah, that sheet. is really good. Um, mm. That Bernardo Silva goal, kind of, it was a great goal. Takes a um, game. Uh, but I do think uh, Courtois thought that the whistle might have been blown for a foul. Yeah, he didn't try. I think he was just asleep, completely yeah. asleep. Uh, everyone kind really of shut cool down. Uh, it was yeah, really, he just really wasn't cool. awake. But um, yeah, no, it looked like he kind of had stopped playing, expecting the whistle to blow. But I mean, yeah, one great of the first finish. Mm. Yeah, it was a great finish. He got he got man the match as well. And then you know, well, Bernardo. yeah, he did, yeah. Okay, so yeah, well, I would have thought De Bruyne would have deserved. That's what that. I yeah, thought. Personally, but, I would have given yeah. it to him. Really. Wait, so Kieran, are you sticking <laughs> yeah. with Madrid to get through? That was your. I am still sticking okay, with Madrid. Okay. Um, I mean, they've just been so strong at at the Bernabeu this season, and you you can't ever count Real Madrid out of yeah. a European tie. It's just Kieran's if you do that, shout. it's just like it's stupid to do that. And it's only one goal. I know it's against like Man City, arguably one of the best drill teams in the world. However, it's it is just Real Madrid. It almost feels meant to be, you know. Yeah. That Real Liverpool final, I think, is still going to be. Okay. I would Um, love to see that, but I'd also like to see a City Liverpool final. I would Uh, love to see a spectacle. I would uh, love to see that, but it's just, I don't see, I just think that you can't write off Madrid in these kind of games. Yeah, you can't. But I think they both equally have the same amount of chance of getting through. One goal to Madrid is nothing at the end of the day, unless City play a very, very low block. Well, I I was actually surprised because against Simeone, uh, Pep played a very, like, defensive sort of system and Atleti with the attacking team, and then he comes out against Real... And they go one up, and they completely abandon it and just go balls to the wall trying to score, 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 score. So oh, I, see, I thought um, it was interesting. Did you see Pep's reaction when um, I think it might have been Mares? Yeah, could have yeah, I saw the ball. it. Yeah, um, he was he was fuming with him. Well, it was definitely uh, the wrong well, decision. I think Pep, like knows, a, I think yeah. Pep knows they needed more yeah. goals. They literally yeah, had because a th- Real can just come back and buy. They literally it. had a three on one there, and he decided to take it on his weaker foot. That near post. I mean, it really wasn't a good choice there. Uh, yeah, Guardiola knows Real. I, I think he's got like the best career statistics <clears throat> against Real Madrid out of um, lots of man or like managers mm. who must have played them over a certain threshold of games. Because um, I did hear that in the commentary that with Barca and he had bested them many, many times. They've also the, yeah. City also did beat Real away from home. I want to say two, three years ago when they had that black kit and Jesus when they scored. went out to Leon. Possibly, That's possibly, yeah, possibly. might be that year. Yeah. Right, let's move on to the next game um, in the Champions League. Liverpool against Villarreal. Um, Liverpool did emerge victorious against the dark horses of this season, Villarreal, um, in the first leg. Uh, Villarreal held on for, for the first half and remained defiant for seven minutes of the second. However, an own goal from Rui, which, I mean, I think... I don't know how avoidable it was. It was a really, really good, dangerous yeah. pass from Henderson. 
Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, opened the scoring, and then it was quickly followed by a Sadio Mane goal that kind of put the game to bed a little bit at that point. Um, the own goal did come from a very good cross. As I said, I, don't, I really don't know how avoidable it was. And Mane's goal was swatted away after quite a nice ball from Salah. That entire build-up of play was, was really well done from Liverpool down mm. that right side. Um, and more good news came after this game that Klopp has signed a two-year deal keeping, at Am- keeping him at Anfield until 2026 as well, which is obviously great news for Liverpool fans. Um, and that might also influence Salah a little bit with his decision-making on his contract as well. So that is to be seen how that progresses. But, I mean, Villarreal have shown a lot of fight in this season. But do we think that this is perhaps one step too far against a a very, very strong Liverpool side? Well, I think it was always a mountain to climb for Villarreal. I mean, they beat... Oh, who'd they be? They'd they be beat Bayern, and, Bayern there were and clear, Juventus. There were clear flaws to both Bayern and Juventus. But with Liverpool, there is no weakness. They Because because against Bayern and Juve, you can sit back and you can hit them on the counter, and they're susceptible to it because Bayern have no defence and uh, Juve are a mess. Uh, um, but you get to Liverpool and and you try and counter and you get, you get stopped by Fabinho in the midfield. And if you get past Fabinho, you get stopped by Van Dijk. Robbo is great at coming back and going up the whole time and I don't know was it Canate he played or Matic yeah, either yeah. or yeah you know you're getting stopped in your tracks so so I think it's really difficult and you've got to get really lucky um, I thought Villarreal did the right thing they they tried to absorb pressure and when you look at the goals it, it almost worked if you come away with a 1-0 loss I think they're happy a 0-0 and they're ecstatic it's just unfortunate that that cross comes off a stoop in the end and um, loops over really who may I don't know if he could have got a stronger hand, but he's not the tallest of goalkeepers, no. and that's not no. really his fault. It's just a, a freak sort of, you know, they, it just happens. Nothing you can do about it. And then and the Mane goal was may, maybe concentration a couple minutes later drops yeah. down, um, but you know, avoidable. Maybe Villarreal could have come out with a nil nil, uh, which would have been great for them. Uh, yeah, but there's just no way they win this tie now, which is unfortunate. But Liverpool is just so dominant. Like I feel like you could put many, many teams up against them, and they wouldn't, and they'd lose bigger than two 0 If you put Real up against Liverpool in that semi, I think Real would have lost, maybe four nil. Wow. So really? I think it's. I think That's it's a big shout. I, I Liverpool are just at the moment that team, especially on on knockouts, because they're they're very safe at the back, but. They can also kill you. Um, I mean, they've got some of the best attackers in the world and some of the best chance creators from out wide. So, so I think it's just a recipe to to like dis- just destroy teams, uh, which is unfortunate. Yes. Um, but yeah, no chance Villa Villa out for me from now on. Yeah, I I I probably agree with that. I think they just they just didn't have any ball any like time to counter them. They were shut down every time. Um, they didn't really have a focal point either. I mean, Gerard Moreno has been injured, so that's that's you know a pretty big miss for them. But yeah, I think you know they didn't really get going. Didn't really have any big shots on target. I think there was that one like in the first half, but apart from that, yeah, there wasn't anything. I still don't understand why uh, why Emery um, has kept Geronimo Rulli. Uh He's just he's just not very good. Uh, he's a bit small. Kind of got you know. Um, bullied about and 
Yeah, he's just, I don't know, he's just not very commanding on crosses, which is quite odd. Yeah, no, he did parry a couple yeah. of Luis Diaz pa- shots. A couple out, weak punches, yeah, not he, convincing. He had a great FIFA card back in the day, though. <laughs> he did. He had an inform on FIFA 13. He did, to be fair. He did do that. But, uh, you know. <laughs> he had a team of the season at one point as well. Sociedad, dad, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Was it Sossi Dad? Yeah, was it Sossi Dad? Yeah, and he's got a cracking first name. Geronimo is pretty. <laughs> yeah, but he there. just, that's the thing. He just goes, he just says to himself, Geronimo, and he misses the ball. So, yeah, yeah he's just not. Yeah, he's not the most reliable. No, but, uh, um, no. Who'd they, they have before him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, yeah. Well, there was a name. Sergio Asensio. Is it, is it Sergio Asensio? Yeah, it was Asensio. He must still be there, actually, but. He might be, yeah. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah. I think he's just become a backup yeah. keeper at this point. But oh wow, yeah. Um, so that was the Liverpool Villarreal game. As Alex said, I don't see many ways back into this game for Villarreal. I can see him maybe get one um, in the next game, but it's it's not going to be enough to overcome a two-goal deficit against uh, Liverpool. Hello everybody and welcome back to Suitcase of a Superstar. It is now my turn. We've uh, we're about to start a new round, um, and you know uh, myself and Alex are battling it out for first place. I believe there's one or two points in it, so I'm uh, hoping he doesn't get this one. I've, I've I've made it fairly tricky, made it fairly tricky. But uh, okay, let's get straight into it. So your first clue is from 2009 to 2020. This player won his country's footballer of the year ten times. Jesus Christ. Wait, so that means he didn't win it in 2021. Okay. Hmm. I think that's the most interesting clue from that. Okay, so... Alright, yeah. Move on. Okay. The second clue is... His best season came in Germany, where he scored 23 goals and got 32 assists which earned him a move to the Premier League. I've swapped 20, my... I've, yeah. Three goals, yes. 32 assists. Yes, I've swapped the second and third clue, and I, I don't know if I should have now. But anyway, I've gone for it, so... Okay, we're going to pause on that clue. All right. Because I think that's pretty significant. Because that's a big total. One season... Yeah. 23 goals, 32 assists. Oh, probably, oh, why did I change the clues? Never mind, I changed the order. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Oh, you might get it now. I should have. Since Kieran's points are so irrelevant, I'm just going to do my thinking out loud and it's like working together. Again. Attacker. Brilliant Bundesliga season. I never moved to the Prem. And he's from a nation that's probably not like a top five nation because there's too much competition. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm thinking somewhere around Germany. 23 goals, this... 32 assists. Oh, I really hope they get it. I want to say the next clue. Then you, you might get it on the next clue, to be fair. The next clue will probably give it. Okay. You'll definitely get it on the I'm fourth gonna, clue. I'm going to still stick this one. I'm going to stick with this one a bit still. You'll definitely get it on the fourth clue. I'm telling you that. Oh, could it be? It's almost a given. No, competition, so no it couldn't be. be. Your next clue is... And this is my favourite again, your teammate's clue. He's played with Douglas Costa, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Chris Smalling. In no particular order. Bayern Munich Juventus. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. You know that's my favourite, that's my speciality now. Crafting that one up. 
And Chris Smalling. So Chris Smalling's United or Roma then? Chris Smalling. Christ. <laughs> Wait, what was the middle one? Abamyang. Okay, he's not Gabonese. Yeah, mate, are you sure? So he's Brazilian, I think. And I think that's a red herring to think by him. So I think he's Brazilian and he must be at Roma. Or he moved to United. No, because he wouldn't have won uh, like a player of the year because Chris Morning left United. He wouldn't have been winning player of the years at United. So let's say he's at Roma now. Roma's attack consists of Tammy, there's not Tammy. Sharawi, not Sharawi. We've got who else is on the wing for Roma, Kieran? Mm. Maybe it can. Maybe someone old. Someone old in that Roma team. Oh, oh god. Douglas Costa. Um, you, you know I like to put a red herring in the in the teammates. You just gotta work out where I it think is. It's gotta be a Brazilian. Just gotta work out where it is. Don't, he's. I don't think he's Brazilian. I think he might play for Juve or Bayern with him. Oh, he can't be English. Oh, out of those nations, where would you win Player of the Year? You wouldn't. Like he can't have been Brazilian Player of the Year ten times. No, he's played with him at Bayern or Juve then. Yeah. So maybe that productive season is at Bayern. And it's not Ribéry. It's, yeah, it's not Ribéry because he's never been to the Prem. Well, it makes me think Africa or like a bit of... It's really tough and I don't know why because I feel like it shouldn't. I thought you, I thought you might have got it by now, but I thought the season in Germany would have maybe sparked a couple of light bulbs, but obviously not. Not yet. You're definitely getting at the next clue, so I'll, we can give. Well, I'll give you time here, because. You know. Oh God. Smalling, you can't make Roman now. I can't think of a Brazilian geezer. Though maybe the prem move was to United, but Brazilian has not Andreas Pereira. <coughs> I'm telling you that. Hey, what a baller! <laughs> the fakest Brazilian. I know who it is. Oh, oh, oh no. Kieran. I know who it is. Through. Okay, Kieran. I won't look at your guess. I'll do. I'll do. Wait, I'm just trying to find your DM. Um, I won't look at your guess. Where is it? Oh, we can't be Brazilian. You wouldn't want it ten times in a row. Oh, Kieran, if you got this. Oh God. Fair play. What country? I think in Africa. It just can't be. Of course, he played for du- with Douglas Costa there. You've searched up now. Yeah. 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 No. Where? Yeah. I I know I know oh, where no. it is now. Yeah. Thirty-two assists in twenty. Oh, it was a nut season, insane. man. And then How do then I that summer he got is. a big move to the prem. Oh my god. I really <laughs> want to help him, but I kind of want to beat him as well. And so I don't I don't really know. You you you're just not big move to the prem after the Bundesliga. Mm. I mean, where would he? I'm have, thinking of big players. Where but would, it's gotta be where would he have sh- had a big season? Like a tiny country in Germany. Which clubs are you thinking? Of course. Have you ruled out Bayern Dortmund? Right. Okay. Who are you? So you're thinking of what? A Dortmund player? He's had. A- oh, he was the Wolfsburg striker. Oh, he played with Mario Gomez when they won the league. 
No, it can't be him. Oh, it's this guy. Yeah, no, I've heard of this guy. Have you? Somehow. Wait, I don't know. Just go to the fourth clue. Yeah, somehow. Okay. Your fourth clue is, this player was part of an infamous swap deal, one of the worst in history between two of English uh, between two of England's top six clubs that isn't remembered for good reasons. Oh crap! Yeah, okay, I know who it is. Are you not getting that clue because he's still not getting it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. All right. So you're gonna lock in now. When I when I proceed, that I'll move on. Oh my god! I was so on the right track with Roma. You were. And it just and I was trying to think of Roma attackers and no one. We'll discuss it at the end. We'll discuss it at the end. And your fifth and final clue. Is this Armenian winger slash attacking midfielder currently plays for Roma, previously at Arsenal, Man United, and Dortmund? So let's move on to West Ham against Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa League. Now, the Europa League games obviously had two British teams in them. Um, West Ham and Rangers were both in action, and they both have ended up losing, which is great. Um, West Ham weren't able to overcome Frankfurt in the first second Europa League semi-final as a first-minute goal from Knauf and a goal from Kamada proved too much for Moyes' men. Um, Mikel Antonio was able to draw the Hammers level in the 21st minute after a great header across the box from Zuma. However, they were unable to profit from their opportunities and ultimately paid the price. Um, that ca- that Kamada goal as well was really, really well worked. The kind of the build-up play there was sublime, to be honest. Some really good football from Frankfurt. And I think, ultimately, the scoreline was a fair reflection of how the game went. Um, obviously, it. I think West Ham did look a little bit desperate towards the end of the game. But, um, I mean, they still do have a second leg to come back at Frankfurt. But it is in Germany and Frankfurt. They're not the easiest team to travel to. Um, I mean, you saw their away support. Some... I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. creative, man. They were, apparently, there were more Frankfurt fans dressed as uh, West Ham fans um, who managed to get into the home. <laughs> well, it was the same in the Barca game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, they, they are relentless. And I mean, 30,000 Frank... in the new Camp, Frankfurt supporters. Frankfurt... Which no is way more than the allocation. Well. Yeah, they're, they're no pushovers as well, as we've, as we've just spoken about there. Um, they did beat Barcelona... So, I mean, it's going to be a tough game for West Ham coming from a one-goal deficit against these guys, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game as well. Um, Frankfurt, I really felt, I was good, you know, I wanted to do some boarding pass predictions, but there were just too many games and I, I had a bit too much work to do. But I really didn't know what way I was going to go if I thought Frankfurt or West Ham were going to get through. Frankfurt, you know, I, I don't know why, but... I watched their game against Barca, and I've now got a new favourite player. That that that, that guy Knauf, who's playing right wing back on loan from Dortmund. I mean, he's absolutely insane. Like he like he's. Is he the one who scored the the long shot against Barca? No, no, that 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 was Rafael Bore, but uh, Knauf, I think he got a couple of assists against against Barca. But yeah, yeah, he's on loan. Like you know, Dortmund need a winger, and they sent they sent their best young winger on loan to. Frankfurt and somebody, some a very helpful guy on Twitter told me that it's a two-year loan at Frankfurt. So uh, if Dortmund want him back, they're gonna have to pay them a bit of a you know, compensation to take him back. But yeah, he's been really good at right wing back. Um, you know, Frankfurt love their wing backs. Obviously, Kostic has been there for for ages. But yeah, Knauf is a really, really exciting player. Um, he, he he reminds me a bit of Dembele in the way he runs and 
you know, he, he's very comfortable coming in on his left foot as well as his right foot. So he definitely one to watch. And, you know, Lindstrom with that really cute ball, you know, for um, for So to, to to shoot. And then obviously it spills to, uh, to Kamada for that goal. I thought he was pretty good as well. But yeah, West Ham, you know, hit the post a couple of times, hit the ball, that, that Bowen effort right at the end. Uh, would have been, you know, sensational, a sensational goal, very memorable oh, was that, goal. Was it Bowen with the overhead kick? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so, you know, West Ham played well. Is They needed to have Zuma back, you know, because obviously they don't really have any centre-backs. But, yeah, it's going to be a big ask to go to Frankfurt and win. I think they can do it, but I don't know. I think just having what they've got and that, that goal to hang on to, I feel like Frankfurt will probably score. So I think it, it might be another 2-2 or something like that over there. So I'm just going to go Frankfurt, but I think it'll be a, another cracking second leg. I think West Ham can do it, really. I, I think, you know, their priority is obviously Europe, and they do look like energised for every European game, whereas in the Prem they're looking a bit lethargic at the moment. Um, I, I just think it, it's like has to be for West Ham. I do think they were, they were very even with Frankfurt in, in the game. I think Yarmolenko hit the post as well. I'm not sure. They definitely hit the woodwork more than once. Um, so I, I just think, I think they've got enough firepower and um, if if Zoom is back, I I think they've they've got to go for it, and I think they will go for it. And I, I think they'll beat Frankfurt. I think it may it will set up a, a West Ham Leipzig final, which will be great. Yeah, no, obviously there's a possibility of an all German final here. Bundesliga is back. Or an all British final. Or an all British yeah. final, yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a opportunity here for an all German final or an all British final. Um, the English versus the Germans yet again. Um, it's that big, big rivalry that has gone on for years. Yeah. So, uh, but let's move on to the other uh, German versus British uh, game that was on. Uh, Leipzig emerged victorious in the first leg of the semi-finals through an Angelino goal in the 85th minute. We will obviously come on and talk about that goal that was nuts in 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 a bit. Um, there were chances at both ends, however, neither side could take any of them until Angelino scored an absolutely stunning goal from the edge of the box uh, from a corner. And, I mean, I did write here that Nkunku did have multiple chances but was unable to convert. And he did really... He, a poor touch let him down quite early on in the game. Um, if he took that touch better, he was putting that away easily. Um, and overall, I'd say the result was fair. I think Leipzig had more chances and they were of better quality. However, I mean, the Ibrox is a very difficult place to go to and these Rangers fans mm. are going to be so up for a European semi-final. So how do we see the second leg going? And Alex, do you want to say a little bit on that Angelino goal? Yeah, I mean, I think that Leipzig definitely has enough quality. It's just about, you know, Rangers, they're, they're hungry, it's their desire. I thought um, Rangers were actually okay I think they played their game okay they could have snatched one I mean they they had a maybe a, a couple chances not 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 really any clear-cut ones they had one shot on target uh, they had you know 29% possession and, and their pass accuracy was awful um, so it just shows the difference in quality but they are fighting for it which I admire and, and like you said Ibrox is is difficult but ultimately I do see a Leipzig win uh, Angelino's goal was so perfect I mean was it on the full left third volley on the full, mm, and um, so. Tav- Tavernier was saying that um, post game they could have prevented it, but n- like no way. 
from that corner it gets headed out they're straight out to him and he's under so much pressure pressure it's not like he's got all the time in the world and it's just such a clean strike into the bottom corner which is nice to see for Angelino because I mean he had he had a pretty torrid time at City where he just wasn't trusted or given the keys to that <coughs> left back position although although to be fair yeah, I think he's much better wing back than he is a, than he is a full back actually yeah. so I think it's yeah, suiting him where he is now um, yeah, and one thing I just want to ask, Pab. So, Shabaslai's was is, did never like was never popular under Tedesco, mm. but he's started like last couple of games he started. Yeah, like up front almost. Uh, is Andre still injured or no? I was surprised. Does he just prefer like a, a different profile? What he's been playing is Nkunku and Silva in a two, and then normally it's been Olmo or Shabaslai in behind them as a ten. And it's been working. And yeah, I mean, initially when we did the Pick Your Passengers update, you know, I said that, you know, it's been said that Tedesco isn't the biggest fan of Soboslai. But yeah, he's kind of come into favour and he's, you know, getting some proper game time now. He hit the bar in the first leg of the um, the Atalanta tie in the previous round. But uh, he's been in good form. He has, really he has been form. in good form. He's, his ball striking is insane. Um, I mean, he scored some beautiful goals. But. Yeah, I, I was surprised to see him start ahead of Andre Silva, if I'm honest. But yeah, word on Nkunku, I think, um, you know, he's been outperforming his XG this whole season. I think it just caught up with him this game. I mean, he just couldn't get couldn't get it right. Went around the keeper, you know, uh, missed a pretty much an open goal. Uh, had that one in the box, which he got two bites of the cherry at and still couldn't kind of get it on target. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, fair reflection. But uh, yeah, all to play for. I think, you know, Rangers can definitely score a couple goals at home. I mean, that support in Europe has been amazing. Yeah, no, the second leg is going to be... It has the potential to be a real classic, I think. Could be a bit of a goal fest. Um, but that is obviously to be seen. Um, and then finally, on to the Conference League. Leicester were in action against Roma in a game that ended all square. Pellegrini put Roma ahead in the first 15 minutes but couldn't hold on for the full 90 as Mancini scored an own goal in the 67th minute, although I think Luckman was going to put that. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a Luckman goal. No, I was confused. It, it was put down as an own goal. They were still but, checking it. It was like right. the 80th minute in the commentary and said, yeah, they've only just confirmed uh, it's a Mancini own goal. They took ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the goal went in in the 67th minute, so what's that, like, tw- that's like... Yeah, it's still, like, my, it's still like looking at the, the video, trying to figure out whose goal it was. It was a fairly even game, with chances for both sides. However, the tie will have to be settled in Rome, and um, we all know that Rome isn't the easiest place to go to in a game, and I think Leicester could struggle here as much as I want to see them do well in the Conference League, and... Um, I do think that Roma might be able to take this game now that they've held them in Leicester. But what do you guys think? Oh, I think I think Roma have got to be the favourites for me. Um, it would be funny to see a team win a European trophy despite losing like six 0 earlier in the competition, uh, which would be quite amusing. But I, I just think. I think both teams definitely have a chance of winning, a good chance of winning. I mean, they both had their fair amount of chances. Um, one all was pretty fair. I really don't know, but because it's the Olympic Stadium we're going to, I will just give it to Roma. Uh, did we all see um, Tammy's back oh, heel? Yeah. Oh my I God. thought that was so nice. And it was actually a good strike by Oliveira as well. 
uh, Schmeichel was on form for that one. But Schmeichel wasn't on form for the opening goal by Pellegrini. Yeah. Um, mm. Like, come on, mate. <laughs> like, close your legs. Well, we are finding so less wide open and the angle's so silly. Yeah, the angle's so silly. So, yeah, Kasper Schmeichel, I think that's got to be your priority in the summer is to get rid of Kasper Schmeichel. Although I'm sure... Um, he's got his clutches deep into the owner. They are best mates, aren't they? So we'll see. Yeah, I think you know it's a pretty even game. Um, chances at both ends. Maybe I think Leicester had the more, basically took more impetus with the substitution and things like that. But you know, just couldn't couldn't really convert it. It's great that they've got you know Jamie Vardy back and things like that. And you know, I don't know. The Stadio Olimpico is going to be it's going to be a hard place to go to, hundred percent. But you know, if Leicester can get a foothold in the game, then I don't see why that why they couldn't do it. I would still think Roma are going to get through. I would have said that before this game as well. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. You know, Roma have mistakes in them. I mean, Ibanez is very error prone at the best of times. Um, but you know, they've got some got a good blend of players coming through. That Zaniolo, Pellegrini. Um, uh, Abraham kind of attacking triangles pretty good. Mkhitaryan comes in as well sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought the assist for the goal was pretty good as well. That the kind of the youngster Zalewski, uh, our left wing back. I think I think he actually signed Maitland Niles to play left wing back. Gave him a game and thought, nah, I'm actually all right. So this youngster's coming in. He's playing really well. He's playing really well. Uh, Joseph's actually playing youngsters, which is pretty unheard of. But uh, I thought um, wasn't wasn't Maitland Niles angry at Arteta because he didn't want to play wing back. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, I think I think Roma will probably just prevail. Um, but you know, Leicester have got players back, so another another game that's finally poised for the second leg. I think it's whoever scores first in this game. To be honest, whoever scores first wins the tie for me, and it could go either way. But well, I, yeah, um, I'm gonna back Roma. I think. I, I think just Leicester have been struggling this season. I think the toll of European football has hit them quite a bit. Um, and Roma, they just have the experience of playing in European games more so than Leicester. And I think that, although it is a young squad, they have Jose Mourinho as their manager. I, I yeah, mean, that is true. They're, they are kind of, they're knows. kind of like the king of um, late goals. I think they, they've scored the most goals in the like final 10 no, minutes. That's Brighton, mate. Or whatever. <laughs> so, you know. But let's move on to the final game, which was Feyenoord against Marseille. A real classic. A five-goal yeah. thriller ended 3-2 between Feyenoord and Marseille. And it, it was a brilliant game played out in Rotterdam. Um, the, comp- the competition's top scorer, Dessas, grabbed himself a goal either side of half-time. And a first goal, Sinistero goal, were the three goals for Feyenoord. Um, Dieng scored a great goal for Marseille and Gerson made it 2-2 just before half time however as I mentioned Dessas did score in the 46th minute to make it 3-2 and this game was just it was so end to end honestly it was a bit um, of chaos it, yeah it was so chaotic it, it's, it, from the highlights it didn't look like a professional game to start <laughs> off with the ball was just bouncing everywhere it was so end to end. There were chances just being missed, and then um, and then once the first goal went in, it just started opening up so much more. Um, 
was really fun to actually watch the highlights of. It was a shame that I couldn't um, shame that I couldn't actually watch the entire game. But um, that Dien goal was also really really nice as well. Mm. It was, yeah, a lot but, of power um, behind that. Yeah, what did you guys to what did you guys make of this game? Yeah, the actual quality of the game was <laughs> was a bit bit shaky. Uh, but Pav, you always say this about Marseille, is that they just play absolute chaos. Oh, pretty much. This, so this is, I think just personifies I'm Marseille. Marseille games. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm going to have to watch Marseille games of every game like this. Uh, but yeah, um, our final did loads of chances. Um, they should have scored 50, but um, they didn't. I mean, Des is getting a brace, but Des should have had five. I mean, there was some pretty poor finishing from Dessas. Um Sinistera's goal... Um, Ulrich Nelson really down the wing cutting it back yeah. and a deflection just takes it past um, the, the Marseille keeper I think it's Paolo no Mandanda was playing um, I was a yeah. Mandanda right that's why Surprise. they conceded free <laughs> Paolo Lopez was, it's actually got some of the best statistics for a goalkeeper in Europe as I found out while looking for a goalkeeper um, but yeah final um, and then for Dessa's last goal bloody hell uh, Saleta Saar um, from kickoff, oh, rolling the no, slowest back pass back to Mandanda, and all Dessas has to do is poke it past him. As <clears> poor, <throat> really poor stuff. Um, that might cost a tie, but but we'll see. Both teams are very open, so I'm expecting another similar game. Um, on Marseille side, yeah, Dieng scored a great goal, and um, Gerson, I think he got on the end of of a um, a Gwendouzi cross that was parried out by the goalkeeper as well. So, yeah, it wasn't losing goal for final because I'm pretty sure I was watching and I, it wasn't below. Yeah, it was someone else. I I, I didn't recognise the name. He had a well, he had, he had a pretty on and off game. There's some great saves and some pretty. Well, I, I thought saves. both. I thought both keepers were pretty poor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there there were some great, great better saves towards the end, but um, you know, it was it was actually a poor quality match when you think about it. But it, it was absolutely you know fascinating to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah, yeah. This basically personifies Marseille. I'm just hoping that the game in Marseille doesn't get called off because you know what French fans are like. And Marseille have had fr- fan trouble, this, you know, riddled, riddled throughout this season. So hopefully that you know the game actually just finishes. That, that's that's a first hope uh, for that game. But yeah, going to the Orange Velo. the game starts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going to the Orange Vel- Velodrome. It will be intimidating. But I mean, yeah, the crowd and, and the stadium was rocking every time uh, Feyenoord scored. It, it, it was a really cool, cool atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marseille kind of just played themselves into in, into trouble most times. Um, and, you know, Feyenoord scores some pretty good goals. Uh, you know, it's good to see Reese Nelson doing well. He wasn't, he, there, was talks he was, there was actually talk he was going to get recalled in January because he wasn't playing. But, you know, starting games in the European semi-final, which is, is great for him. He's looking back to back to his best, getting some confidence up. Um, and Sinistera, I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen his stats, but this season he's been absolutely electric off that left wing. Um and yeah, uh, Dessas uh, apparently he's been apparently he's he, he's called the Conference League Cannon because uh, he's top scorer in that competition. That's not my. Uh, I didn't <laughs> Who have you heard that, that from? I didn't come up with that. I, I saw that on. Jack, Where is that from? Uh, I saw it on Jack Collins's uh, Twitter. That's what I don't know if he he's got his <laughs> name or someone else. Has, but yeah, Conference League Cannon back at it again. So yeah, great front three. Marseille just basically pile everybody forward. Uh, don't really defend. Um, so yeah, hopefully a very exciting second leg. Um, Oh, I don't know. I, I'm going to go Marseille. I think just going back at home, they'll just score a couple more goals. But yeah, it's going to be another exciting game. I think. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Yeah, no, I think I think I'm going to go 
I'm going Feyenoord in the second game. I do think oh, it's going to be know, tight. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Feyenoord had so many chances, but like they were so they just could not finish. Oh, oh, Matt Percy was also at the game yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the stands. Oh, you know but, what? Um, I saw a Van Persie article the other day um, from a couple of years ago, and this is so off topic, but he did say Frank Lampard was the best midfielder. No, so that's why he read it. Uh, the, in the Premier League history. Sorry, that was very random. You I just, just had thought to get I'd that in mention there. it on yeah. video, on record. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought that was more right. to it. Oh, that was it. Oh, right, okay. Oh. <laughs> that oh, was okay. it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I can tell you why, but... Uh, I thought there would be something really else in irrelevant. Arsenal, but no, that was it. Okay, that's fine. Oh, how he, how he watched Frank Lampard to become a better striker. Oh, lovely. <laughs> All right, that does bring this episode to an end. Thank you for listening. Pavan, do you want to reveal who the suitcase of a superstar player was? Yes, I will. So uh, I did get uh, both of your guesses. You were um, you were kind of locked in. Um, well, I think, Alex, you locked in at... Clue four. Four. Uh, Kieran, you got locked in at three. Clue three, yes. Uh, the, f- the second and third clue, you know, put some spanners in the works, caught your minds ticking. Um, but yes, the player was indeed current Roma player, Henrik Mkhitaryan, who came off the bench yesterday at the King Power Stadium. Right, so, Kieran, you've done you've done really well this uh, this week. What, what yeah. When did it click? What did, what, where did you make the connection? Um, the Aubameyang... Uh, I, I was just going through Dortmund players. Oh, my like, really stupid. Good... I didn't think of a Bamiang at Dortmund. I was, oh. I was going through Dortmund players that had really good seasons, and I remembered that season from Mkhitaryan just before he moved to United yeah. was amazing. And um, then I realised that he didn't play with Douglas Costa at Juve or Bayern it was at Shakhtar it was at Shakhtar that was the red oh herring oh my yeah, that god was, yeah yeah well you know well, I'm, I'm going to make it easier right? that was the red herring but Kieran got it Kieran got it um, yeah he's so he's played with with Aubameyang at two clubs because he played with them at Dortmund and Arsenal and he's played with Smalling at United and Roma um, and then Douglas Costa was just in there just to you know just to steer oh, off course man, uh, Alex you're, 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 you're frustrated man well, I actually said, oh, it's got to be a Roma Yeah, winger. yeah, he started naming And then I was thinking of Roma wingers, and now I thought, El Shirawi, no. And now that was it. I couldn't think of any. But yeah, I and should have known about his Bundesliga season. He had a crazy, crazy um, set of FIFA 16 cards. Yeah. That year that he didn't win the um, Armenian Player of the Year, it went to a guy called Marcus Pazelli. He's a Brazilian-born, but represented Armenia um, internationally. Um, kind of like how, uh, who was it? There's that Russian guy who was Brazilian-born, oh, yeah. but yeah, represents yeah. Russia. Well, a lot of players are Brazilian-born and, and represent Italy, so I think it's normal yeah. for Brazilians to get attached to another country. Um, although the, I, part of these um, Molina leaks earlier were saying that some FAs do pay certain foreign players to just, you know, become nationals. Probably. To play for their teams, so <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if that's a bit of that. Probably, but uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, it was Henrik Mkhitaryan. So it's three points for Kieran, two for Alex, um, and I think Alex, it's your turn next week when we do more Champions League roundup. So uh, yeah, you need to you need to make it hard yeah, for me. A bit of a pickle this yeah, week. You're gonna have to yeah, make it hard. You, for me. you want it hard? Yeah. <laughs> you want it hard? I don't hard. even make it that hard. You just you just just. No, it wasn't that hard. But I'm still gonna dig up a '90s striker. Oh, no. 
Probably oh, from the Syria. What, what, what? Hope you hope you know your frozen no nay legends. What? Oh god. <laughs> what, was, was, but yeah, no, yeah. that that does bring us to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us on at Champions URN on Instagram and Twitter. Um, our next episode will be a. Oh, Champions League! It'll be same as this. Second Champ- league. Sec- yeah. second league. It'd, be, it'd be it'd be the second leg of all of these games that we have discussed. So make sure you listen to that. If you haven't already, go back and listen to our Pick Your Passengers episode. Um, that update has been obviously released a few weeks back, and we did a episode covering all of the movement in the table. Um, and we've got some exciting episodes coming up. Obviously, Champions League final not too far away. Might be doing something special around that so um do stay tuned to our social media to stay up to date on what is happening uh so yeah thank you for listening um stay safe and we'll see you next time